Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Spring is finally in the air, kids. Welcome to the Chad and Cheese Podcast, where we have our way with the news of the day in HR and recruiting. I like that. That's that nice. was bad. I'm, I, no, it's awesome. I'm Joel Cheeseman. And I'm Chad Sowash. On this week's show, Career Builder is an absolute dumpster fire. Indeed is throwing in the towel. Eh? Yeah, it was awful. And we ask, does a snag a job by any other name taste just as sweet? Buckle up, kids. We're not drunk, I promise. But this is going to be a bumpy show. Sovereign AI matching is the most sophisticated matching engine on the market because it acts just like a human. You decide exactly how our AI matching engine thinks about each individual transaction. It will find, rank, and sort the best matches according to your criteria. Not only does it deliver the best matches, it tells you how and why it produced them and offers tips to improve the results. Our engine thinks like you, so you don't have to learn how to think like the engine. To learn more about Sovereign AI matching, visit Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. New ad, same silky voice from Sovereign. Yeah, you're dumb. So don't worry about trying to outsmart the robot. The robot will take care of all your pleasures and needs. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, this show could tip the scale at an hour. So let's oh. uh, run through shout outs real quick. Okay. So you were in ERE last week. I've got a quick question. Did uh, Ed from mm-hmm. Philly jack up any, any of your inter- interviews? Because he was like stalking you for a while. No, you know, he talks a lot of trash. <laughs> um, and I, was, I was a little afraid that he might, you know, pop me on the head, you know, back of the head, you know, during the show. Yeah. But uh, he didn't even come say hi, so I'm I'm a little sad. But um, yeah, Ed, next show, man, come come say hi. We want we love our our listeners, whether they're Team Chad or Team Cheese. Ed, come on, man, you're Team Chad. You should at least put a little smack on his head while I was doing the interview. A little karate chop in the throat, yeah. you know something. That's what we expect from somebody from <laughs> Philly, the city of brotherly love. Um, also, Nancy from Philly said, "No more of the use of off the chain or lit." She said that that's that's don't do that. I'll agree with that for sure. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Nancy. Our bad. Our bad. Uh, job doctor, very smart. Love this guy. He wanted us to know about eighty-two labs. They just received eight million dollars in funding to create a better hangover recovery drink because he knows all of next week we're going to be where vegas vegas baby good yeah Thank love it love much. it job doctor job doctor you know i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i have found i think a the solid hangover remedy it's called it's called flyby f-l-i f-l-y-b-y okay and it's a it's a pill uh-huh. and i have tried it as a as an old white guy <laughs> not, not that not that white has anything to do with it, but as an old guy, like my hangovers were hurting. So uh, for what it's worth, uh, I've tried a few. Flyby is is pretty good. I'm going to be taking it to Vegas for sure. Okay, well I'll be I'll be bumming some off of you then, uh, Louise Triant. I I, I want to hope that I'm saying that right. Um, she sent a picture to us on Facebook. She tagged us. She's on a beach looking at the, I'm assuming the ocean. And she mm-hmm. said, Chad and cheese, you sound so much cheerier when I'm listening in the sun. <laughs> now, Luis is English. So I'm guessing yes. she's in the South of France or Spain or Greece or somewhere really nice like that. So uh, glad we could cheer you up there, Luis. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Um, we've got some, some big ups for new leaders out there. Tom Kenny, uh, who was the CTO over at Smashfly. And, and if you listen to uh, Chad and Cheese regularly, we just did an interview with him uh, mm-hmm. in Ireland while we were drinking Guinness. Um, he was just promoted to CEO of Smashfly. Awesome. Oh, big, ups. big ups. Big ups, man. And uh, uh, Thad. Yep. Thad at, uh, Thad at our buddies at Jobs to Careers, a sponsor, uh, is their new CEO as well. So shout out to uh, to Thad over there in Texas. Thad Price, man, he's been there forever. Good, big ups, big ups. 
But it's not because of his long tenure that he's CEO. The guy actually knows what he's doing. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of dudes who know what they're doing, quick shout out to Anoop Gupta, uh, who I did interview on the last podcast from ERE. Mm -hmm. Um, Just the dude is super smart. He's CEO of uh, Seekout.io. He's from Microsoft. He's way smarter than most of the people who get into this business, including those you know, yours truly. Um, so I just want to thank Anoop for being in the industry and making it a little smarter. So shout out to Anoop there at us uh, in Seattle. Yeah, and if you didn't listen to the last podcast, go back. There are four interviews, very, very quick interviews. And I believe, Joel, at least two of them have already shown interest in being on Firing Squad. Oh, do they know what they're getting into is my question. <laughs> I, I hope not. I hope not. So here's I, what I want to be able to give a quick shout out to everybody that's out there listening about LinkedIn melt meltdowns that are happening. And we get to watch them much like we get to watch it happen on Facebook every day. But um, I actually had an individual reach out to me on Messenger. I'm going to tell who it is. You might have seen him in the stream go crazy and meltdown this week. Uh, Chad, please look over my profile and resume. If you see that you can help me finding some interesting products to work or projects to work on. I cost X expenses, blah, blah, blah. Here's my resume. Uh, my specialization is turnaround and startup. And I thought, wow, okay, that's pretty cool. Um, but then this is how we ended the message. If you can't help me, drop me. So at that point, dude, dude, at that point, at that point, drop me yeah exactly exactly and 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 i was like uh, uh, okay well fuck you <laughs> i'm gonna what, drop is he a big potato drop yeah me. yeah just off of did you know this cat? no 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 i don't i just don't with i don't know him we're just linked like you are on you know with many yeah, people yeah. on linkedin and he's just like pretty much like hey if you can't help me get a job then just drop me from your connections and, it, and it, everything was great till then and then I looked back and I started looking in my feed and he just had a total meltdown on LinkedIn. So yeah, this is this is a great example of what not to do on a professional network. Now, if you want to treat LinkedIn like Snapchat or you want to treat it like Facebook, understand there are going to more than likely be ramifications <laughs> that are different than if you do that on Facebook. This had to be a millennial. No, dude, I don't think this, so. I really don't. I don't think so. Uh, so did you reply to his drop me if you're not going to help me? No. Or, or did you drop him before he had a chance? I, dude, to drop I don't have you. time to go through all that shit. If you if he wants to, yeah. he can he can find a way to drop me. All right. So we, we have LinkedIn etiquette occasionally on the show. Um yeah, don't reach out to someone you don't really know just because you're connected and say, help me or drop me. That's just dumb as hell. All right. Well, speaking of LinkedIn, uh, on the positive side, uh, shout out to Nick Crocious, uh, who I met in San Diego at ERE. Uh, big fan there, employee at LinkedIn. Uh, shout out to Nick. Appreciate love, the listenership. Love the LinkedIn. And, and this is just for for fun. A shout out that came from Ron Perlman to Mark Zuckerberg. And, and this is his tweet. Is it just me? But every time I hear Mark Zuckerberg talk, I feel like Jim Henson's got his hand up his ass. <laughs> Zuckerberg, uh, who testified in front yeah. of Congress this week, actually sat on a booster chair. <laughs> you didn't believe me when I told you, but go go search Zuck Congress booster chair, whatever, and he's literally sitting on a booster. Is it like chair, a phone book? Which is, like, is it like an old, like standard phone book? It's like it's like one of those um, like seat cushions you would get going to like baseball games and sit, you know, sitting in the bleachers. You want to pad your butt a little bit. It's like one of those booster That's chairs. Cool. It's not like one of the ones at the restaurants for the kids. Yeah, so it's not quite that bad, but it is. Uh, you know, somebody wanted him to be elevated, so he looked more powerful. I assume. <laughs> anyway. Uh, my last shout out goes to Brian Mercer, uh, who was also at ERE, a uh, fan of the show. Uh, he's head of uh, digital HR tech over at mm-hmm. Mercer okay. Healthcare. So uh, thanks for listening, Brian. Appreciate well, it. One big thing. Where, where are we going to be next week? We're going to be in Vegas. What are we doing? What are we doing? Well, Sherm Talent, uh, we're just going to like break shit and scare people, yeah. I think. Um, and then TA Tech, probably the same thing, although it'll be a repeat performance of all of our TA Tech shows. So it won't be quite as. Yeah, I think I, I think we've tempered the crowd at TA Tech and they understand what what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> but Sherm Talent, I mean, it is I mean, literally, it's going to be it's going to be a fun time for us. Let's just say that it's going to be like the movie Weird Science where. <laughs> 
the motorcycle gang kind of breaks into the house and eats all the food and trashes everything. And then Kelly Brock comes in and like fixes it. But until up, up until that point, I think that's going to be sort of us at, at Sherm Talent next week. And that being said, <laughs> last but not least, I want to thank Disability Solutions because Disability Solutions understands that everyone, even the hard of hearing and the deaf, need a little Chad and cheese in their life. So thanks again to Disability Solutions for making sure that transcription of this podcast and all the other podcasts are available. Can we get to the show now? Yes, please. All right, great. Okay. I'm going to take a breath before this. Okay. Here it is. I'm going to start. <laughs> Here it is. Chad's just going to sit back and listen. So there's a, there's, been, there's a career builder story that I've been working on writing for ERE um, for over a week now. And I want to express that the opinions that I'm about to drop are not the opinions of ERE, who I write stories for. They want they are totally divorced from what I'm about to say and comment. A lot of it will be the same as the story, but a lot of it will be sort of my own opinion. Um, but they are not responsible for anything I say. Now that that is out of the way. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Nobody tells me or Joel what to say, period. These are our opinions. It's our show. And if you don't like them, stop listening. If you love it, then share the hell out of it. But other than that, ERE doesn't have any anything to do with us. I mean, even our sponsors or our conference partners, we let them know right out of the gate. This is our shit. If you don't like it, you don't have to be a part of it. The thing is, they enjoy it, and hopefully you do too. Thank you, Chad. You're right. Nobody tells us shit, Fuck yeah. and we don't listen anyway. So a little backstory. A couple of weeks ago, I get a text. Um, all these sources are going to be anonymous. Um, I will say none of my sources are scrubs. Um, they typically are upper level management type folks. So take that for what it's worth. But I get a text from someone that basically says career builder, uh, has canceled their annual show for salespeople. Uh, they have a conference, um, every year in multiple, multiple places around the country, apparently called the president's club where salespeople that perform really well are rewarded, uh, appropriately. As many of you know, career builder was acquired, uh, last year by Apollo global, who is a private equity firm. Now, when private equity firms buy a company, it's not like Randstad buying Monster, like a staffing company kind of, you know, synchron, you know, synchronized business models. Private equity firms have one job, and that's maximize profitability, which is what Apollo is doing. Now, when you maximize uh, profit, some eggs get cracked, right? You're making omelets, yeah. you're making the most money, things are going to get broken. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of things have been canceled. Mm -hmm. Um, executives are leaving. It's a little unclear in terms of, are they being fired? Are they resigning, quote unquote? Or are they actually just getting the hell of Dodge because they don't like how the furniture is being uh, you know, mm -hmm. re reorganized? We also have really mad people in sales. We have engineers exiting. So anyway, I get a text that sort of starts this whole flow. I check with sources at the company, people I know and people that they know, et cetera, right? Um, so this thing starts unraveling. And I get an audio clip, which we're going to play after yeah. an ad because we're going to talk about the executives yeah. first. And then we're going to talk about uh, the engineers leaving. So I get a, I get an audio that's just it's gold in terms of like media perspective. Um, but it's basically their head of sales or a head of sales, someone high up in sales saying that this sales trip is not canceled. It's postponed. He goes on to blame really unique reasons as to why. They're not going to Mexico, which was the original plan of the company. And this contradicts the plan that yeah. their CEO had said the trip is canceled. Okay. So we'll get yeah. to that in a second. So anyway, as I dig deeper into this story, more and more people come out because I was writing a story in ERE that was in draft form. It wasn't ready for prime time. Uh, ERE was legitimately hacked probably by like WordPress SEO people. And the story went live unexpectedly. Uh, not on purpose. Uh, it has since been pulled. Of course, it was in Google's cache. Good old <laughs> Google uh, grabbed it up. So the story was still available um, and still made the rounds. I don't know if it's on in Google still, but it might be. Uh, a finalized version of that story should be coming out soon if it's not already out by the time you listen to this. But the story got out. So when the story got out, more and more people came forward to tell me what was going on. I think most notably, uh, some top executives are leaving the company. Um, and you and I know most of these guys, like Richard Castellini is a 
former headhunter.net guy yeah. who's been there for almost 20 years. Yeah. Um, he left for a little bit to join like the, the Groupon phase when everyone was in, into that. It was a, a site called like Coupon Cabin, I think. But he quickly joined, rejoined CareerBuilder um, and he's been there for a long time. Um, there's another guy, Colin Field, who was uh, a headhunter acquisition. He was vice president of infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Uh, he since left the company. His LinkedIn profile um, has been updated. He's now at New Relic, apparently. Uh, Jim Butler, uh, not an, a headhunter guy, uh, but he was formerly senior director of governance, governance, risk, and compliance. Not a flimsy title. He's now COO at a company called NetWatchman, according to his LinkedIn profile. Um, and Kevin Knapp, who is or was CFO, uh, apparently, according to my source, has been gone for quite a while, uh, even though his LinkedIn profile says that he's still at CareerBuilder. So I'm not sure about that. But so so these are like really important people that are leaving yeah. the company, old time people, part of the culture, part of the fabric of of, of uh, CareerBuilder. Apollo brought in their own COO, uh, it looks like at the end of last year, uh, Irenia Novoselsky, if I'm saying that correctly. Doubtful. So I don't know if she was brought in to like ax people and upper level stuff. I don't know. But so the first piece of the story is that executives are leaving um, and that have been with the company for a long time. Uh, and I have to attribute that and the sources that I've talked to attribute that to what Apollo's doing with really just cutting stuff up. Um, sources I've talked to said they wouldn't be surprised if all these sort of businesses that we've talked about in the past uh, will either be auctioned off, chopped up, closed, you know, shuttered in the future. But it's it's a problem. Um, CEO uh, Ferguson is still there. Uh, he's been there for a very long time. I think he was an, a headhunter guy too. I'm wondering how long that's going to be though. Yeah, I mean, my guess is this is my own, you know, opinion is he's probably under contract to sort of you know get the ship to port and then. Do whatever you want, but I, you know, I think similarly to how Sal left Monster, a little bit different, but Sal's gone. You know, Dice is looking for a new CEO. I would not be shocked to see CareerBuilder looking for a new CEO. You know, this time next year. I agree, hundred um, percent. And again, what we're seeing is we're seeing some heads being lopped off left, left and right. It's interesting because I think one of the one of the quotes that you had actually said from like director of global communications, he was talking about Castellini. Uh, the quote was, as with all expat assignments, uh, visas have expiration dates and he is returning into the States in April. There is no senior level executive role based in Chicago office uh, in the Chicago office available at this time. And he will be leaving career builder. So, I mean, it's like it's like, well, oh, yeah, we'd love to have him back, but we really don't have a slot for him. Dude, that's bullshit. If you've got a guy that has that kind <laughs> that kind of cred, that kind of experience, um, and he's done shit all over the world for you. You're, it doesn't matter. You're going to find a place for that person, period, right? This was overall, yeah, you're done and you're done. Yeah, and that is, uh, we'll, we'll get the career builder glo- or communications guy, Michael Irwin, um, in a second, particularly with the sales side when we come back from uh, the ad. But uh, that's sort of his job is to sugarcoat or spin uh, the news as like, yeah, you know, his visa ran out, he came back, and we didn't have a spot for him, so he's going to go elsewhere. Like, yeah, yeah. He's been there for three months, he was just on a little project, and now he's leaving. Like, this is a tw- almost 20-year executive. Yeah, I mean, and from a transparency standpoint, that just doesn't jive. It doesn't... It- the sniff test, I mean, it doesn't pass at all. So, you know, yeah, I, I get that Irwin, it's his job to make uh, a piece of shit smell good. But I mean, come on, man, you've got to you've got to do much better than that. Transparency is going to be important um, for the organization. And if you're making changes, then make the goddamn changes and have a spine, for God's sakes, and say why you're making the changes. If, if you're going to make those changes and you have business reasons behind it, you have business reasons. But guess what? Don't be spineless. That's all I'm going to say. Be transparent. Yeah. And 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 I, I think additionally, um, you know, the fact that there was no statement from Richard Castellini saying, yeah. um, I've had a great run with Career Builder. I've made a lot of friends. I've progressed as a human being. You know, I'm leaving because of A, B and C. Um, appreciate the time here. Nice, yep. you know, great knowing you kind of thing. Like there was no, these people just, 
basically left. There was no statements from these folks. It's just, it's just stinks. It's, um, um, I won't go as far as saying unprofessional, but uh, they certainly could have handled the exodus of the executives a little better. I'm sure they hoped that people like me wouldn't uh, you know, get wind of it and write about it or talk about it, but that's not the case. So yeah, they've, they've handled this pretty poorly, I think. Um, and it gets a little worse for Mr. Irwin um, as we talk more here today. But, um, you know, I I think it's probably going to get worse before it gets better for them, which we'll talk about, which leads me to uh, the engineering team at CareerBuilder. Had a uh, fairly high up person in engineering contact me after the the leak story uh, from uh, Google Cash. He says almost 50% of the engineering team is gone. Um, he says most of them have left on their own, mm-hmm. you know, free will. Uh, apparently, from what I can gather, the new owners Apollo are into the core business. You know what makes money. They understand the job posting stuff. They understand right. you know the, the basic business. So the R and D of the company, which is what the developers yeah. love, right? They love the new stuff. They love the experimenting. Is gone. Um, I think that probably plays a big part in it, but apparently uh, compensation has played a much bigger part uh, in terms of the exodus of the uh, the engineering staff. Um, apparently, compensation is reviewed every year uh, around, it looks like, raises happen in uh, January and July. So I guess there are two phases of raises. Uh, when Apollo took over uh, in October of last year, uh, they gave they brought in the new CEO they postponed uh, reviews and compensation increases till April, which apparently most people were cool with. Uh, but when uh, they came out with what the raises were going to be, they were significantly lower than what people were thinking they were going to get or expected to get, or certainly what was sort of consistent with uh, his history of raises that were given at Career Builder. And engineers are not happy. So uh, they're, they've left in Exodus, I mean, when you cut almost half of your staff and engineers, that's kind of a bad thing. The other ones I understand are looking for work. They're not happy um, and will be gone eventually. Um, and my guess is it won't take long. I had one of my sources who's an executive at a competitor tell me uh, that they have about a dozen candidates yeah. Uh, yeah. In, their, in their queue from Career Builder. So that does that doesn't. That's not just engineers, but that's um, probably a mix of, of folks. But yeah, I think from an engineering side, um, that's bad, not only from losing that kind of talent as a tech company, but also it doesn't bode very well for you know future products and, and new features and uh, you know innovation. Well, back to back to Irwin. This is the kind of shit that you're going to have to deal with if you're going to try to blow smoke up our ass. This is the this is the time of transparency. The the public, not just us, the public's going to find out exactly what's going on. So you either embrace it, stiffen your spine, and take care of it. Or keep playing these games and you're going to have issues like this and they're going to continue to become a train wreck for the organization. So on Irwin, um, quickly, when the when the leak story came out online, uh, I went and got clarification on some of the facts from the story or things that I written in the story for clarification. He was fairly quick to answer. Now he spun he spun his answers for the most part. Um, like the one in Castellini was the visa. It wasn't, you know, anything else. So he did answer me. Now, when I, when I got a flood of people come to me after the story was sort of unexpectedly released, I went back to him to clarify those, you know, those facts, right. Or those statements. And (laughs) he came back and basically said, uh, I clarified stuff from the first story. You know, this is not consistent with what we expect from ERE, I will not be uh, answering any more questions or, you know, giving you sort of the pleasure of asking me more stuff, which is really bullshit because if it's your job to communicate with like press, you should do it. Uh, the only reason you, you you wouldn't do it is you don't want to answer the questions. Um, it's sort of a Trump move. Like, you know, let's just move on to the next thing. Uh, this is way beyond you guys. This is fake news. This is crap. You guys should, you know, be out of business. I should probably be let go, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, er, PR from a multiple perspective has dropped the ball, um, at career builder. And I don't know if it's Apollo pulling the strings or if this is business as usual at career builder, but yeah, it's definitely a sour taste in my mouth from dealing with, uh, the communications folks at career builder. So, so 
he literally just told you, I'm going to run and hide. I'm going to find a corner. I'm going to get in the fetal position and I'm going to put my thumb in my mouth and I'm going to start sucking on it and hope that all this shit goes away. Uh, that's one way to look at it for sure. You can speculate all you want, but they, they clearly don't want this story to be out. They don't want this to be talked about. Um, I'm sure they're hoping it'll just go away, but of course it won't. Uh, but yeah, instead of saying, you know, hey, let me address each of these things. You know, yes, we've lost 50% of our engineering uh, because of this, this, and this. Or hey, yes, we, you know, we had a, we had this sales comment. This did happen. The layoffs happened like this. You know, they didn't. I mean, there's no clarification or even um, sort of confirmation of the facts. So, you know, if they're not going to answer, all I can go on is what my sources tell me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and again, it's about transparency. If what you're being told can be contested, it should be contested. If it can't be, you can obviously run and hide like this individual obviously is. And, and he represents the organization. So mm -hmm. is the organization running and hiding from transparency? That's all that is to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's take a quick break and we'll talk about the, uh, the sales side of the story. Sound good? Job at X. As the best ad tool in the industry, we provide publishers and job boards higher rev share than other partners through our smarter programmatic platform. In many cases, 30 to 40% greater and more. We're like AdSense, but with a better split for you and added relevance for your audience. Job at X also offers recruitment marketing agencies, RPOs, and staffing firms, real-time dynamic bidding and delivery for your clients' postings through the industry's first truly responsive tool, not set and regret. All of this is done with the flexibility of cost per impression, click, or application. We also offer unique budget conservation options to effectively eliminate spending waste. Finally, Job at X delivers direct clients, superior candidates through the best of programmatic efficiency and premium page ad positioning. To partner with us, you can visit or search jobadx.com. You can also email us at joinus at jobadx.com to get estimates or to begin working together. Job at X, the best ad tool, providing smarter programmatic for your needs. Big love the job addicts job at x job at x all right so uh back to the career builder uh yes. story um let's talk about sales which is apparently really? a total mess um a couple of things so I, I mentioned yeah i mentioned the sales trip that happens annually so that was in the the original story uh that got published um, unexpectedly. And that was part of uh, my email to Erwin was to clarify what had happened with the trip. Now he comes back and basically says, there's never been a company trip to Mexico. Wrong. <laughs> okay. So, so I do a little digging. Um, it turns out social media is a great way to like clarify or, or like, you know, confirm stuff. So um, I dig around Instagram and if you Search the hashtag CB trip 2015. There are clearly pictures from Mexico of salespeople, a career builder, enjoying a nice time, everything that Mexico has to offer uh, in these pictures. So uh, I go back to him and I say, uh, basically, well, Instagram says differently about this Mexico thing. Right. So he basically comes back and says like, Oh yeah, there was a trip for salespeople in 2015. And then he goes back to uh, his line of, uh, we didn't have a trip, but pe uh, salespeople were given a cash reward or some sort of compensation and the feedback was positive. So, but the, the mere fact that he went from saying there was, that we've never, no one in Career Builder has ever taken a business trip in mass to Mexico. And then me catching him on Instagram and him backtracking and saying, oh, yeah, there was that trip in 2015 is really funny. And for my money, Homeboy has no credibility from mm. what he's doing anyway. So anyway, so that happened. Um, the trip the trip is sort of a menial side story, right? Like, I don't really care. Take salespeople on a nice trip. Okay, cancel it yeah. because it's too expensive and the new owners don't want to do it. The bigger story around sales to me, again, salespeople, uh, you know, came out and sort mm -hmm. of shared some of the stuff right. with me and I cross-referenced uh, some of the stories. So 152 sales reps apparently um, were let go by an automated phone call. What? No fucking way. That their position no longer existed at the company. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, so the comment, the comment that uh, one person gave me that was great was they dragged 120 people that bled uh, orange and blue, which is the corporate colors or used to be um, their entire professional careers and slaughtered them without notice. Uh, they preach all these different values. They're plastered all over every wall and they're the biggest bunch of hypocrites I've ever dealt with. That's a really crappy way to let people go. Um, I don't know exactly if they knew that a call was coming, if it just came or what. Granted, it's an efficient way to let people go, but it's a real crappy way to do it. So these people, I mean, are, are they are they getting calls at home? Are they getting calls? I mean, what th- these are automated calls, which really blows my freaking brain in the first place. But what I, where are they getting these calls? I don't know. Um, I'm not sure it matters. Okay. My my guess is that it's probably it was probably a day at the office. Um, yeah. It may have been yeah. new cell numbers before the day began and saying, hey, mm-hmm. when you come in, um, you know, if, if you if you do know more about this, feel free to reach out to us, uh, chadcheese.com um, and let us know any specifics. But all we know at this point, um, and it was not, you know, I gave Career Builder a chance to say this was BS, um, which they failed yeah. to take that opportunity. So um, what I can tell you is that they received automated phone calls that their job was done. Um, and from what I can tell, they weren't given... Um, actually, they were given, I believe, a month of severance for every year that they had served at the company. And I'm not exactly sure about that. So they were given something, but they were yeah, given no man. notice that they're they being fired. And apparently some of the salespeople were pretty good from what I can from what I can muster. They weren't like the worst of the worst salespeople. Yeah. And apparently morale is is really taken a hit in because of this. Um, so the quote, one of the quotes I had in the story was, quote, this past year we had our idiot sales leader which we'll get to in a second, get us all <laughs> a call to tell us uh, that we are we were having our car allowance taken away because we were tight on expenses. Now, this car allowance was apparently a really big deal. Uh, my source said, quote, uh, it was factored into our salaries. Uh, that's $5,000 that we all depended on to utilize for trains or gas or whatever. Um, it was part of our salary that made our compensation a bit more competitive without notice gone. End quote. There's a lot of without notice happening here. Yes. Yes. So, so back to this trip thing um, and back to our, the original commentary about uh, it being canceled or postponed. Uh, mm-hmm. We have a source telling us, telling me that CEO Matt Ferguson went on a conference call to the company saying that the, the annual sales trip would be canceled. We have the uh, global head of communications confirming that the trip didn't happen, but the people were given money mm-hmm. um, for their troubles and that they were happy about that. However, we have audio from John Smith, who's, I think, chief revenue officer. Let me verify that uh, as when we come back. But uh, a tape, a recording was sent to me. Uh, this is a, a company sales call as to why uh, the company was not taking a trip to Mexico. So let's listen to that real quick and then we'll talk about it. And I'm going to roll the I'm table. going to mute us because we can't listen to this without laughing. Yes. And it will it will def, it will deter from the effect. So without further ado, career builder. Lastly, trip. Yes, there will be a trip. I just don't know when and where yet. As soon as I will know, you will know. And know this, we're not sleeping on this. This is it's not like we're not focused. We actually had a trip done until about three weeks ago. We had a a great hotel in Cabo. We had dates confirmed. Problem is, Cabo has become completely destabilized. Literally, this holiday season, they've had over 50,000 reservations canceled. Evidently, when El Chapo was incarcerated, the code of ethics that he instilled in in Cabo and throughout Mexico has gone away. There's no code of ethics. There's no code of honor. All of a sudden, there's a war for power. So you're seeing things happen that you haven't seen in the past where people, gangs, drug dealers, will actually go into restaurants and shoot up the place. That never happened before. So bottom line is this. I wish I could sit here and tell you we have- And that's all I got. And that was that was not us laughing, by the way. That was no. actually that was actually salespeople who were on the call or wherever they were. They were taping this and they were laughing. Hashtag El Chapo. Well, honestly, we're not exactly sure who's laughing. Yeah, um, that's a good point. Good but point. it's yep. not us, yep. which is the point. Yep. Yeah. According to that recording, um, the trip was just postponed. 
we're waiting for El Chapo um, to face, uh, you know, the justice system or whatever, and things to calm down in Cabo, uh, which was a little bit different from, you know, career builder telling me that we're a little tight and, or telling sources of mine that, you know, money's tight and the, the trip isn't going to happen. Yeah. So basically on the trip front, there's a, there's a lot of different stories and I'm not exactly sure. I don't think it's that important, frankly. Um, I think the way people were laid off, I think the, the morale of the company, and what's going on with, you know, things like car allowances being taken away are a way bigger deal. But, you know, company are these salespeople is in your you you were in sales, right? Like these folks love these trips like they work real hard um, to take them. Um, I've heard that, you know, Rolexes and whatnot were being, you know, were given to the best salespeople. So this was something that people looked forward to and it was taken away. At the end of the day, it's all about messaging, right? And again, we're what we're seeing from the actual international comms guy or whatever the hell he is and his inability to actually message. Um, and then we've got this where we're talking about we're blaming everything on El Chapo. I mean, this is this just seems like a comedy of errors. Yeah, it's a little bit of Keystone Cops there in Chicago and Atlanta and everywhere else that crew builders spread around. Three fucking stooges. I will end because I'm frankly tired of the story. Yes. Because um, it's been hanging on me for weeks now. To It is it is a bit of a statement on the job board industry. Um, it is a bit on, of a statement on when you get acquired by private equity, what's going to happen to you? And my guess is Monster is on a similar short leash, even though their masters now are a little bit different than a private equity company yeah. um, whose sole mission is to maximize profit, You know, get, get rid of things that don't matter or don't make money. Mm-hmm. Uh, get rid of people who are too expensive, et cetera. But this is a word of warning to anyone who works at some works at a company who has a private equity firm come in or have a new a new owner come in. Like this happens pretty regularly. It's not exclusive to career builder. And I think it's a little bit of a, a statement on the job board industry and how it's almost become like a commodity of, hey, let's just juice as much profit out of this thing as we can, mm-hmm. get rid of it, flip it go public, you know, whatever it is. But the name of the game with job boards now is not high growth. It's about buckling down, maximizing profits yep. and get rid- getting rid of the fat. And that's kind of the state of the industry right now. You ready to move on? Please. All right. Let's talk about Indeed Crowd and their referral reward. Yet another company flames out in their in their in their try, in their in their in their want, in their need to get into the referral space. Now that we should have some historical yeah. perspective on this because you and I have seen so many of these things come and go. And in theory, they're great ideas, right? Like, hey, you know a friend who's in sales, we have a sales position open. If we hire that person on your referral, we'll give you a bunch of money. Like it makes perfect sense in theory, but no one can make this work. You and I remember H3 from back in the day. We remember Jobster. We remember refer.com. There's a a handful of them, right? Yeah. And when, so indeed, indeed launched crowd Mm -hmm. two years ago, I thought, well, if, if anyone can make it work, indeed can. Yeah. You know? Like they got a ton of users, they're yeah. user friendly. Yeah. Like they'll, it can work. Um, so mm-hmm. announced this this week, they're shutting it down in May. Uh, it was an experiment, quote unquote, um, that they tried and it just didn't work out, and they're moving on. So if you're out there thinking about creating this business, just don't because it apparently just does not work. Even if we have social media, yeah. we have easy ways yeah. to share stuff and email. Like it just people do not share jobs with people. Period. So Hans, who was CEO of H3, had a, had a had a great quote: "You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink." And, and and in this case, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you cannot make them refer their friends for jobs. It's it's a very small yep. percentage, and we always hear that referrals are like one of the number one sources uh, for uh, organizations. That mm-hmm. is, it's it's not easy to scale because there has to be a want. Or and or need to do it. And to be quite frank, I mean, I, I don't want to sit around all day and look for jobs to refer my friends to. Um, if I see a job or I'm in an organization where I think there's a great fit, then I'm going to want to pull that talent in because it, it's going to benefit them. And more than likely, it's going to benefit me too. Yeah. And the scalability is a great point because, you know, you have to get people involved. They have to like uh, approve yep. the candidate that you're submitting. There's a there's usually a 90 day period where the person has to stay employed 
you know, I mean, there's, there are so many hoops. It's not, you know, it's not simple. It doesn't scale. Um, it just doesn't work. However, ladders, our friends at ladders, formerly the ladders, just like the Facebook, they <laughs> thought that'd be fancy to do ladder. Um, in the same week, pretty much that Google, or that indeed announces that they're getting out of the business, the ladders has announced their own referral business, but their payouts are in the 10 grand range, which they think will make a difference. Now, Indeed got up to as high as 5,000 mm-hmm. and couldn't make it work. So can a fringe site like the ladders or right. ladders at 10 grand make it work? I don't know if there's a sweet spot for money, um, but let's try 10,000 and see if that works. Yeah, I think you know if you can actually mobilize recruiters, <laughs> independent contractors, um, that's not you know that's not a bad payday, especially if you can go out and do what you normally do and do referrals mm-hmm. through the system. The only way that you can scale this thing is to hope that people who are actually interested and passionate about getting people jobs will want to be able to help because in most cases, the rest of us have other shit to do. Enough said. Uh, Textio yes. has, has a new thing. We'll talk about that. Uh, diversity Indeed uh, is bringing diversity reviews into their platform mm-hmm. and Uncommon has a way to create better job ads. So this is a little bit of a segue into job postings and diversity. Mm-hmm. I guess we could talk about Textio first. You're pretty high on their new product. Well, I'm just high on the, the concept overall because I see this happening no matter what. Uh, Textio very, very, very smartly gets into the gets into the space and says, hey, they say exactly what we all know. Your job descriptions suck. Not to mention they probably they probably, you know, focus on one gender bias versus another just with specific types of words. So what we can do is we can help you balance them out. And or if you're looking for more female engineers, we can try to help you use different words, different phrases, things like that to focus more on drawing females in than than possibly the male side of the house. So that made a hell of a lot of sense on the job description side. Now they're pushing this into messaging. So emails and things like that. Now we see this already, like, uh, you know, on my Android or, or Facebook or what have you, you get uh, pretty much AI responses to conversations that are happening. This is pretty much, it looks like composing uh, parts and or all of a message for you, um, which is incredibly cool. And I see this happening more um, on most of the text that we do now, whether it's texting, whether it's Facebook messaging, WhatsApp, emails, um, you know, not all humans write well. Um, to be able to have kind of like a cushion or, you know, a, at least at least a piece of AI, uh, machine learning type of technology help us with that, I think is is smart. And obviously, you know, Microsoft and, and being able to help with my spelling just isn't enough. Now, look, historically, when people post a job, they go to Google and they say, you know, uh, sales job description search, and they pull out the best thing they can find, copy and paste, change some words around and go on with their life. Very few people start Mm -hmm. from scratch to post a job. Um, So, yes, we're we're copying pasting jobs from probably the early 2000s, um, you know, like caveman language, right? Like for job posting. So the fact that we're mm-hmm. getting some technology around improving these is a great thing. Um, yes. And Uncommon.co, who we had a, f- a firing squad with recently and um, is now actually a new sponsor. Yay. Thanks to them. We we like those guys a lot. Um, they have also just released a way to submit your job into their system. And then they're, they have a little like meter, yeah. like green to red and green in the middle. If you, so it, tells you if your job posting the keywords and the description is is too vague or if it's too specific and it gets you hopefully right in that sweet spot so we really haven't seen a ton of technology yep. around making better job descriptions so it's good to see textio and uncommon you know create some solutions to help us write some better better job descriptions and, and more inclusive and i've got a, and i've got a byline for for tag over it over at uncommon i think this is great uncommon.co scoring your shitty job descriptions I think that'll work. I think that'll actually, that'll really pull people in and you'll sell a hell of a lot. (laughs) Uncommon. Make your jobs not suck so much. (laughs) See, we're talking about real transparency. Everybody knows they've got shitty job descriptions. They need help. They need help. So go after those people. Go after those people. They need help. 
So wrapping this in some diversity as well, uh, you really like uh, what Indeed has done with pulling in some diversity review sites uh, like Fairy Godboss mm-hmm. for Women uh, in her site, comparably another one, to pull some of that data into their company descriptions. Talk about that. Yeah, you won't hear me say much uh, on the positive side about Indeed lately, but this is I think this is a great move um, from the standpoint of uh, being able to position themselves better in the market on the review side and to be able to help uh, individuals who are more diverse to better understand how the work environment is. So Fairy God Boss, whether it's on the female side, and I think you know that's that it's a great place to start if there are already review mm-hmm. sites and you can aggregate that information and make it, you know, usable and, and, and beautiful, then that's that's really freaking cool. But again, I see this as an opportunity for them to really bolster not just their reviews, but to be able to do a little aggregation and focus so that they can start to compete better against Glassdoor. Not that they're doing a bad job against Glassdoor, but to be able to start to kind of carve in and to be possibly more specialized. Yeah. And frankly, you know, uh, Google for Jobs as well is pulling in, you know, review data in terms of the number of stars in their search. So it makes sense for Indeed to sort of not only have their own reviews, but also how do we build more context around companies and hiring diverse candidates. So yeah, I I agree. This is a, this was a great move uh, from Indeed. Let's hear a quick ad from our boys at America's Job Exchange and talk about Snag a Job. America's Job Exchange is a market leader in diversity recruitment and an OFCCP compliance solution provider. We serve over a thousand customers, consisting of federal contractors and subcontractors, to SMBs and Fortune 500 organizations. America's Job Exchange specializes in job distribution to over 6,500 state one-stop career centers and community-based organizations, ensures the creation and maintenance of state credentials, obtains veteran preference on job postings, robust outreach management, and supports effective, positive recruitment efforts designed to recruit individuals with disabilities, veterans, women, and minorities. For more information, call us at 866-926-6284 or visit us at www.americasjobexchange.com. Just remember, compliance is mandatory. Diversity is essential. Wow. Mind blown. So so Snag a Job is a, a success story that we don't talk about very often just because I guess we don't cover the hourly retail sector very much. It hasn't been as exciting though, really. I mean, Snag, Snag a Job really hasn't, they, they haven't done really much exciting from a change or anything like that. So it's kind of been business as usual. So that's, I mean, that's why I would say that we haven't really yeah, focused if, you, on that. if you don't think growth and 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 revenue are exciting, <laughs> yeah, I, guess, I guess they've been pretty boring. Uh, but anyway, um, good point. They well taken. After uh, eighteen years in business, I believe they are rebranding, um, and they're not just rebranding because they sold their domain or right. just because their CEO had a you know had a, a bad breakfast or something. Um, they're changing their brands because the market itself is changing. And that uh, the comment that the CEO gave to me that was, I thought was great was he said, people aren't looking to snag a job anymore. Yeah. They're looking to snag a shift. Um, and we look at the growth of, sniff, of shift gig and we had those uh, guys on a next exclusive uh, webinar recently. Yep. Um, the world of work is changing and uh, these guys are changing their brand to snag.co, mm-hmm. um, primarily mobile-based platform. Um, so people that are in the hourly, seasonal, uh, retail sector, they can get up similar to Uber, yeah. check themselves that they're ready to work. Employers can say, hey, I need, you know, I need four waiters tonight, go on the platform, uh, bring four in, pay them through the system. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of where the world of work is going as opposed to, yeah, I just work at Cheesecake Factory, and that's it. Yep. In this case, I work at four different restaurants, um, and I can choose my own time. I can select the employee that I like better over the other one if their shift, if they're dueling shifts. It's really pretty interesting. Um, it's just very interesting how the world of work is 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 going. And someone that's been around for eighteen years, like Snag a Job, believes that it's important enough to change their branding and their platform to accommodate. Yeah, I, I think the brand change first. I'm going to hit the brand change because this is big. We, we've talked about Indeed 
monster. And I mean, all these different sites who they, they don't have job in them or career in them or, or anything like that. So they can do multiple things. They can pivot. They can do some really cool things. I think it was smart for snag a job to go to snag as opposed to snag a job snag.co. I, I, I hope they can hope they, they, they can acquire the acquire the com sometime soon. But, um, <laughs> but I think snag, that was, that was a very smart pivot. And, and then being able to focus on, and, and I agree with this a hundred percent, taking a look at shift gig out there, take a look at moonlighting. I mean, there are all these different sites that are really, oh yeah, rabbit. really being able to push, um, what work or gig work means. And really, I think aspiring to be the Uber of all of these different segments, uh, of, of, of gig work, right? Uber for hourly jobs. Yeah, basically. It's, it's yeah. freaking amazing. Um, I think they've got some, some really funny shit that's going on like badges. You know, I don't, I don't think that we need any stinking badges, but you know, it, that, that, that's okay. That could be a quote unquote certification. Um, and, and I think it was funny. Uh, the CEO gave an example of snag created a bun dresser badge for burger joint five guys. So all the restaurant, uh, know a particular worker is fit for flipping burger patties at all of their locations. And it's like, okay, I probably could have gotten a better example, but apparently they need a shit ton of burger flippers. So maybe that makes a hell of a lot of sense. Right. And part of the point was, you know, some of these are different franchises. They have different owners, um, some are corporate owned. So in the case of like a five guys, if you're a franchisee um, and someone works at primarily at maybe a, a, a corporate owned mm-hmm. restaurant, you know they already have that seal of approval that they can they can step in right now at your restaurant and start making burgers because they've been approved because they've done it in multiple Five Guys restaurants or wherever. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think the badges are cute, kind of fun, but I do think it does have some pertinent uh, you know asset or value to uh, to a hiring. Uh, hiring manager. And the biggest way is how you get paid. I mean, that, that is the most interesting and, and cool thing because from an Uber standpoint, you don't have to worry about all the money changing hands and all that other happy horse shit. What happens is you get paid through the app and no matter whether you go to five guys or white castle or wherever you're going, right? It doesn't matter. Everything gets paid through that app. Yep. Yep. And I did talk to, uh, also taxes and all that stuff is handled just mm-hmm. like an Uber um, and Lyft, et cetera, from the app or from the platform. Um, I will add, because you mentioned the .com, um, they are in negotiation to acquire the .com. I know that he's, <laughs> I think I think they're into like seven figures for it. So there's oh, some yeah. negotiation left to do if they can do mm-hmm. it. Um, I also think that in a, in a mobile app world, um, having the .com isn't quite as important as just going to iTunes or Google Play and searching Snag and seeing the app. But anyway, I, I agree. Let's talk about pains. One of your favorite topics, uh, <laughs> monsters T-Pain. getting into the T pain or the two pain game. Yeah. So what was reported from Ireland was true, and it was funny because we were on stage and we're talking about Indeed and this whole two pain thing that they're doing. Um, and somebody was like, "Hey, Monster's going to do this too," and and they were actually testing it in Europe when we were in Europe. So, you know, Monster, their job search switches from that nasty ass NASCAR logo driven, <laughs> you know, job search uh, results. Yeah, but, yeah. And now they're going to more of a no frills indeed look. And, and I think it's definitely a good for candidates and good for employers. And here's why. Here's why it's different um, for, for everybody. And it's, it's also different from, from the indeed piece. So it's an easier way to find jobs. One of the things that, that you noticed when we were talking about indeed doing this is that it was very easy to browse jobs. You don't actually have to go from uh, page to page to page to page. It just pops open a pane and you can browse really easily. And it makes it much easier from a, from a user experience standpoint to try to find and, and quickly glaze through all these different types of jobs. Now, the big difference is, and we we got a clarification from from Monster on this is on all of their CPC ads. The only time that a client actually pays for a click is when the candidate clicks apply, not on the job description that shows the job, which is different than what we've we've heard from the Recruitics white papers and all those other things from 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 Indeed. So I think that is good for the job seeker, obviously the candidate and great for the employers. Here's the big thing that I want to push out. And, and, and the thing that um, CareerBuilder and Indeed and, and many of these other companies that we smack around a lot are really getting wrong. Monster is really 
trying to trying to engage and they're trying to help us understand and they're trying to help other people understand obviously in some case through us what's going on so they're being incredibly transparent on linkedin last week um, one of the vps of product posted a, a screenshot of this new two pane uh, thing that they've got on that calling combined search and i started asking questions because if you're going to put it out there in public you better be able to start you know answering questions on it so i I got contacted through this, this, and they started, they, they actually provided answers to the questions from the SVP of product, Nathan. So, I mean, it was like, look, we understand that you're curious and we want to answer those questions. So we're going to engage you and we're going to help you understand. You might not like our answers, but guess what? We're going to give you the answers. And then they, they gave it to us both barrels, whether we liked it or not. And in this case, we liked it. We might not like the next ones. So not like career builder. Not like career builder. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> and by the way, what a concept to create something that benefits job seekers mm -hmm. and employers at the same time. Very cool. Just makes Good goddamn sense. And, and again, this is this is a culture thing. So we see a difference between organizations who don't reach out to try to engage us and be transparent. And then we see we see an entirely different feel from this new monster leadership. And, and again, whether it comes out to be amazing product and they make a shit ton of money or not, you're starting to see a huge culture shift over there that is more toward transparency. Now, if it continues to go that way, obviously, you know, we're going to talk about it. And if it doesn't, we're going to talk about it. But it, uh, to me, that's refreshing more than what we're seeing from these, you know, this guy who's in the fetal position over at Crew Builder or anybody. <laughs> Good enough. All right. We have an acquisition and we're done. Boom. Indeed has acquired or their corporate company yeah. recruit, recruit recruitment or whatever out in Japan. Uh, Workopolis, a juggernaut north of the border uh, in Canada. I'm not really sure what to make of it. What are your thoughts? Uh, I wasn't very sure either. And I think Steve, Steven Rothberg threw out to me is like, you know, it, this might be more of a defensive tactic, um, being able to buy up a competitor um, to really focus on uh, sustaining foundation instead of having uh, another competitor come in and buy it up because they do they have been around forever they do have market share there is a database that's there so it's more kind of like securing your uh, your your area north of the border yeah and you know thinking about it I, I don't think Google for jobs is yet in Canada um, I could be wrong about that but I don't think they mm -hmm. are I think they're just in the US currently so that being the case, indeed saying like, hey, you know, let's let's gobble up as many distribution points as we can at a reasonable price. Um, and Workopolis is a mm -hmm. well-known brand in Canada, um, as, as we both know. So to gobble up a brand, put your jobs on it, you know, is, is increasing job distribution. We know we believe that Indeed is under increasing pressure to get traffic oh, yeah. to the site because of Google for jobs. Um, yeah. Buying advertising on TV is expensive. So maybe somebody did some math and said, gee, it's going to be cheaper to buy companies that mm -hmm. are already established in other countries than it is to go, like, go buy ads in Canada. So to me, that this is a total Google for jobs move um, to get ahead of that and try to you know, maintain as much traffic and, and relevancy as they can in, in different countries. If you're in Canada um, and you can do a search and let us know if Google for jobs is actually working, please do so. That'd be great. And then, and then second, you know, again, I see this as short-term thinking. I mean, they, they're, they're looking for the types of uh, traffic um, that's going to go away. It's not sustainable. It doesn't matter. You're going to go buy that brand, but still you're going to have to continue to pump life into that brand. Now, if you absorb that brand, then obviously you're still going to have to continue doing what you're doing um, to be able to pump life into your Indeed brand in Canada. It all, I mean, it doesn't matter because as soon as you stop doing that, we saw this with Monster. We saw this with Career Builder. That brand doesn't beat out how I do business every day or how I just as a human being, how I use the web and I use Google. So if I'm not thinking of you and it's funny because we saw that the lift in traffic that indeed has been seeing is by through Google is organic, but it's all branded indeed uh, sales, indeed this or indeed that. Once that goes away and we're not using that, guess what? We're not going to Indeed anymore. So this is not sustainable. It doesn't make sense. If you take a look at what just Snag just did, that makes a hell of a lot of sense. It's ta it's talking about turning what you're doing into an into a different way of lifestyle. And if you can't 
find your way to do that. I, you can't pack up and go home, but you better fucking find one. <laughs> I got nothing after that. And <laughs> we've, we have. I think we've, we've surpassed the hour mark for the first time on a show. So maybe we should relieve our poor listeners. We out. And just say, we out. Now tell us real quickly who who our guest outro is today. This is my stepson, Tristan, who uh, describes himself as extra. And I have no clue what the hell that means. (laughs) All right. Uh, We out. And here's Tristan. Hi, I'm Tristan. Thanks for listening to my stepdad, the Chad, and his goofy friend, Cheese. You've been listening to the Chad and Cheese podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on all the knowledge dropping that's happening up in here. They made me say that. The most important part is to check out our sponsors because I need new track spikes. You know, the expensive shiny gold pair that are extra because, well, I'm extra. For more, visit chadcheese.com. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transformed, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.